Wordstruck with Clark and Alyssa. It's a pretty nice book you have there, Alyssa. Thanks. It's so pretty. It I, is so this pretty. is my favorite the, of the jacket lists because it's blue and green. Mm. I like the colors. The other ones aren't blue and green? Mm-mm. No, the other one was uh, uh, Sorcerer's Stone was purple with red on the spine. Okay, okay. And I totally could probably tell you. This is awesome radio. <laughs> this know. is great. I know. We're fantastic. Yeah. Uh, do we want to do we want to tell people what we're doing here? Sure. So this season we are tackling Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Are we on a different season? We're on a different season. <laughs> what? Welcome to season two. Oh, I was wondering why with the music and the, everything. Well, I'm well, just like, what is happening? What season is two. It's a party now. It's a party now. We've gotten through the awkward, like, everyone's arriving stage, mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. oh, I forgot to put, turn the music on, you know, that part. Yeah, yeah. So you can like, finally smell the, like, food cooking on the grill. So, like, everyone's at the party. Mm-hmm. The, the food is grilling. The drinks are flowing. <laughs> this is the worst metaphor. I'm so sorry. And we're <laughs> talking about chapters one and two of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I party. <laughs> so I see a... You have a lot to say about chapter one. So much. Do you want to give it to me like in a like a synopsis? Just like something quick. Uh, uh, well, um, actually, before we do that, oh, okay. I want to ask you one question. And oh. this, this might, um, I mean, I, I read the, ca- the cover of the book and I read the back of your book and it's pretty darn close to the same, but it's a little different. Oh. Um, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Uh-huh. What do you expect to happen in this book? <laughs> Um, you know two. You know two chapters, but I know two of the chapters. Um, Got sixteen. So, more. looking on the front here, I uh, just based off the cover, we have Harry Potter with a sword. I believe grasping the tail of a hippogriff. I could be wrong. I don't know. I think that's a hippogriff. I don't know my my super creatures too well. Your but fantastic if I had to guess. Beast. My fantastic beasts. I don't know, but it looks like a hippogriff. <laughs> and he's grabbing its tail. So at some point, Harry gets a sword, which is awesome. He looks to be in some kind of passageway. I think we're going to see a lot more of um, a lot more of running around in secret passageways of the school. I think the Chambers of Secrets probably is somewhere in the school. They're probably going to announce that within the first chapter of them being at Hogwarts. <laughs> exactly. Is it, where... it going to be forbidden by Dumbledore? Oh, it's going to be forbidden. <laughs> They're like, don't go to the chamber, I mean hallway, <laughs> on the third floor, lest you find some secrets. I mean, fourth floor. Third I, floor is totally coach now. Third floor. We got that figured third out. Third floor corridor. Go there. Sure. They don't, had termites. Don't mind the smell. That was the problem. Yep. Ugh, good thing we fumigated that. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, I read the back cover, and it apparently uh, Harry finds some trouble at the school. Someone's turning people into stone. And uh, the book queries, <clears throat> could it be Draco Malfoy, a more poisonous rival than ever? Could it possibly be Hagrid, whose mysterious past is finally told? Or could it be the one everyone at Hogwarts most expects, Harry Potter himself? Uh, I'm going to go with the big no, no, and no. It's not Draco. <laughs> it's not Hagrid. It's not Harry. Can we just, uh, <clears throat> it's probably, let's see, there's an outrageously stuck up new professor and a spirit who wants the girl's bathroom let's start with them <laughs> so it's it's probably uh one or both or some person we haven't even met yet turning people into stone i really hope that that doesn't kill them 
Because if people start killing students in Hogwarts, we're going to have a real problem. Things just got real serious real yeah. fast. Yeah, it's like we're book two and, and people are crumbling away. Like, um, Well, they, they did just do that in the end of the first movie. Yeah, but that was the bad guy. He doesn't count. If you take out a Hufflepuff, it's going to get real personal. <laughs> oh, said, says the Hufflepuff. Puffs unite, baby. Re- retweet if you agree. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So I don't know. Does that is that yeah. a no? I, that's that's good to get an idea of yeah, where you yeah. think this is going. And then somewhere in there a hippogriff. I don't know how. It's, <laughs> it beats me. Maybe it's not a hippogriff. Where do you Maybe stand on the giant snake these days? <laughs> giant snake. It's an inevitability. <laughs> I'm not going to budge on the giant snake. I'm not going to budge on the giant spider. Okay. That's still going to happen. This Probably. Book, do you think this book? Uh, what's the name of the next book? Prisoner of Azkaban. Nah, it's not going to be in that one. Um, it'll probably be in this one. Both of them? One of them? Ooh, Giant Snake or... Oh, good question, Alyssa. <laughs> I'm full of them. We're getting right to the good stuff here. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to go ahead and say that the Giant Snake will not happen until Voldemort has his Horcruxes or whatever. That's when the Giant Snake's going to come around. How long do you think that'll be? I have no idea. I don't know what a Horcrux is, but uh, <laughs> I think the spider could happen now, though. They okay. need to do something in the forest. It's only fair. So, <clears throat> okay, I'll go with this book, Giant Spider, uh, Giant Snake. We'll save that for possibly book five or six. Okay, is my guess. We're not going to see it for a while, though, because it's got to come out of some some thing in the floor, and it's it's close to a boss battle. And I don't think we're going to face off with Voldemort this book. I really don't. Interesting. What? No, I just I I. Sorry, my face did things. Oh man! But I'm I'm love. I I didn't. It wasn't, For those I, listening, we, she had a look of uh, shock and awe across her face and a, and a quizzicalness to it. No, like, I just didn't think of asking you if if we about Voldemort at all. Eh, I was, well, was going to wait until the first mention of it, so I love that I just got that organically. Eh, there we go. <laughs> anyway, how about that worst birthday, otherwise known as Chapter 1 of Harry Potter ah. and the Chamber of Secrets? Um, in this chapter, it's Harry's birthday. Whoa. And the Dursleys are terrible to him. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> that is what happens in this chapter. It was just so short. It's like 10 pages. It is so short, and it spends most of its time saying like, Oh, here's what happened in the last book. Remember? It's the, I haven't published a book in a year, and I don't expect that you've read it in a year. So mm-hmm, here you go. Mm-hmm. Here's what happened. Which and is fine. It's it's an important chapter for any second book to have. Yeah. But. It gave people's full names. I think it said Hermione, Granger, and Ron Weasley. Like, I think it gave, like, everyone's full, proper names. Mm-hmm. It didn't just say, like, oh, and his friend Hagrid. It's like, nope, his friend and groundskeeper at Hogwarts School of Magic, Hagrid. It's, yeah. <clears throat> it's first first intros. It's, we didn't have any exposition bot telling us any of those things, which was no. kind of nice. It was, it was like, two it's... pages of background. Um, and the narrator handed all the exposition. Yeah, which... Yeah two pages i'm okay with it was kind of quick i kind of blinked and missed part of it and had to go back and reread it to make sure like what did i think of those things because Mm -hmm. that was just very fast (laughs) yeah and it didn't say as much about the boss fight and like what he had survived nearly as much it talked about that a little bit with dobby i guess but not really but yeah but that's chapter two yeah Uh, so 
But we do see, it looks like, you know, the Dursleys are the same old Dursleys. And it, I think it does a really nice job for people who kind of forgot what they're like. Of, mm-hmm. and, and, and for us, we haven't really experienced Harry living with the Dursleys being Post-Tarlet. an actual wizard. That's true. Yeah. At all. Like even we, he had a month with, with the Dursleys after visiting Diagon Alley with Hagrid in Sorcerer's Stone. But... Like, we get to actually see what it's like for them to be afraid of him and kind of give him a wide berth, but also stern with him. Yeah. Which I thought, and and I think they, I mean, she only did that for two pages or something of showing what life is like on a regular day. And I thought she did a really nice job with it. Man, though, when Harry said, say the magic word, and everybody freaked out, I was confused, too. I was right there with Harry. I'm like... What, what did he say wrong? Like, why is Dudley freaking out right now? And they're like, oh, you said the N-word. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Which is so silly because, like, what's the magic word? Like, that's such just common parlance. Like, it was clear that he wasn't trying to, like, be I, coy. I think the Dursleys don't really speak in in playful tones like that at all. Ever. Yeah. They're very direct communicators. And so something like say the magic word, like... It's uh, too clever by half, apparently, for these guys. Yeah, it's it's just not their jam. Uh, we do see a slightly more... I, I liked um, that Dudley seems a little bit more grown up. A little bit. Their relationship with him seems a bit more mature. Where he says he wants more bacon, they're like, okay, it's in the pan, go get it. Like, it, it seems like they've come a little ways since last time. They're not the exact same characters, but they definitely have the same hang-ups. Um, and new hang-ups. So I liked how that was handled. I, I really liked um, Aunt Petunia has a, a line about like, uh, we need to build you up, honey, because I'm concerned they're not feeding you enough at that school. <laughs> and I was just like, that was a really clean way of juxtaposing like Dudley's care versus Harry's care in one quote. Yeah, yeah. And, and at the same time also being like, Ridiculous, and I laughed a little bit at how like you're so blind to how you're abusing this kid, but you love this other kid so much. So. Yeah, yeah. And then it was just really nicely done. Yeah, it's such a golden child situation where it's like Dudley is wider than his seat, and yet they still think that he just needs more. We need and more and to more. build you up. I'm worried about that school of yours. <laughs> but Vernon is like, nah, he's fine. Which is like, okay, that's one example of them again being a little bit more treating Dudley like an adult, where they're like. Uncle Vernon's like, no, they feed you fine there. He's going to be fine there. And yeah. it's like, okay, you know, they're going to be all right with Dudley gone. They might actually enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the prepping, them prepping for dinner was hilarious, especially Dudley, like, practicing his lines. Is that chapter two or is that still no, chapter No, that's chapter one. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh, I thought it was so funny when they asked Dudley, like, okay, what are you going to say to butter up these it, it big potential investors and he's like oh i told my teacher that if i could be like if i could be a hero i would be you or something like that <laughs> yeah oh, it's man. so over the top and the it's part so that cringy. got me was uh aunt petunia uh when when she says and then this is the point when, when i will compliment mrs mason's dress and i'm like uh-huh. none of this is organic and you were trying to like orchestrate it so perfectly that it's like not a moment of this is genuine so uh, let's 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 maybe try this out so you can be um what was the name of the investor lady <clears throat> mrs mason mrs mason mr mason okay so so okay let's try this out 
You're Mrs. Mason. Okay. <clears throat> I am... Uh, I'm definitely afraid of birds. Got it. You're definitely afraid of birds. Okay. <laughs> I'm Opportunia, who is a little bit bird-like. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Let's try this out. Oh, <laughs> Mrs. Mason, what a lovely dress you're wearing. Oh, this old thing is a burlap sack. <laughs> oh, well, oh, it's darling. Uh, it reminds me of, um, uh, did you get that at the store American Eagle? <laughs> <laughs> Owl swoops in. Ah! Anyway. Ah, that is good radio. That is what you can expect from season two That's, of Wordstruck. Yes. Guys, hope you're, radio hope you're drama. ready for the ride. Uh, <clears throat> no actress. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would go about that smoothly, though. Really. <laughs> yep. In terms of, like, feeling organic. Round about. Um, yeah. So, uh, Harry's also, uh, he, he plays a trick on Dudley mm-hmm. that's, like, so obviously not magic. Like Dudley is so stupid. Very stupid. Higgery, jiggery, hokety pokety, whatever. Like yeah, yeah. And and I, I but I love the line that Aunt Petunia knows he did absolutely no magic. But she's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you were still messing with my son. So right? here's an entire afternoon's worth of chores. I um, thought that was like. We, we never saw that in the first book, though. We never saw that, like, well, Aunt Petunia knew that Dudley was just being a total thing. Like, before we were led to believe that she really bought into everything that Dudley said, that she really was, you know, that committed to it. I think she does buy into, like, she supports Dudley, but in this area, she grew up with a witch. Yeah. And so she's like, Yeah. Lily tried that same thing on me. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't even think about that. that. That's kind of how I, I mean, she just is it's familiar true, with yeah. what it's like to grow up with a 12-year-old magical person. Yeah, and to have that fear, but like, I'm surprised she didn't know that they couldn't use magic outside of Hogwarts. I wonder if that's a new rule. If maybe, oh, that could be. Maybe it was like... Well, because the Ministry of Magic is Recent isn't... regulations. That could be. Like, oh, we had this problem of all these muggles knowing about us. We were constantly having to wipe their memories. Wow. Uh, exhausting. So let's just make them not do it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, I do have some stuff to say about um, Ministry of Magic for next chapter. Okay. Uh, just just about how they knew the magic was being used. But we'll get there. Uh, so. so Harry spends the whole afternoon sweating and wiping manure into the gardens and all sorts of sweat and all that and at the end he sits down and sings happy birthday to himself does he no he doesn't does mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. i missed that mm-hmm. if that happens he kind of does it under his breath <clears throat> oh like in the garden or something is that right uh, middle of chapter or sorry page seven <clears throat> yeah oh yeah Harry left through the back door. It was a brilliant sunny day. He crossed the lawn, slumped down on the garden bench, and sang under his breath, Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. What is that <laughs> accent? <laughs> Never do that again. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, and then we get into this long thing about how he hasn't heard from Ron or Hermione. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I was going to ask you what you think's going on there, but we learn in the next chapter. We do learn so, in the next chapter. If I were to guess what was going on, um, I would say that his mail was probably being held by something. <laughs> we have we have certain restrictions on muggle home delivery. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I thought maybe it was some angle where it's like, well, Hedwig is his owl, so if Hedwig can't get out, then he can't get letters. 
But that didn't really make sense because other owls can deliver even if he can't. Poor Hedwig, though, right? That Ugh. like that's what starts the argument in the inhumane. first place. Oh, poor thing. Treatment. It's probably uh, I'm surprised it didn't like shoot lightning at Uncle Vernon at any point. I wonder what it takes. How long will it take? Do you think before Hedwig before shoots Hedwig lightning? shoots lightning? Oh, book seven. <laughs> that long. That long. It's a big oh. reveal that Hedwig can shoot lightning. Like. No one's going to see that coming, except for me. <laughs> I'm going to be so ready for it. I think... Uh, mm. Mm. Interesting. Okay. You think it might come earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Just from a narrative standpoint, if you're going to have an owl shoot lightning, I think it should happen sooner rather than later. <laughs> I mean... I'm thinking book three. <laughs> I'm thinking book three. Okay, we'll put some bets on it. Uh. <laughs> Vote in the Twitter poll. <laughs> Who's right? <laughs> Uh, uh, anything else anyway. to say about chapter one? Or um, get on to favorite quotes? Or? Yeah, there's just really not a lot much to say about this. That was that was about it. Um, so yeah, favorite quotes. Favorite What's your favorite quotes? quote? Um, you helped me with this one a little bit. I did. I kind of glossed over this one, but you pointed out to me, and I'm like, that's that's funny stuff. Uh, top of page three. It's uh, right after the argument that Harry has with Uncle Vernon about the owl and all that. Eh, whatever. Uh, Uncle Vernon sat back down, breathing like a winded rhinoceros, and watching Harry closely out of the corners of his small, sharp eyes. That is hilarious. Uh, that is some great imagery. That is... Um, he sounds volatile. Like, it's does. playful, but still volatile. I, I think Rhinos little... are scary animals. Yeah. And, and I think it shows that, like, a little bit of that Vernon that we saw unlocked in... Um, the I madness. The, yeah, the beginning of the last book. A little bit of that madness stuck with him. He's still just kind of on the brink of losing it and driving out of the town and buying a gun mm-hmm. again. Like, he is... Um, he has some PTSD for sure. <laughs> From his son getting a pig's tail. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, How about you? What's your favorite quote? Um, mine, you sort of said it, but um, oh, okay. that, that's okay. Uh, mine is absolutely Uncle Vernon freaking out at Harry. What have I told you about saying the M word in our house? <laughs> and it's like all caps. And I'm just like the M word. And it's, mm. it just, it sounds like a curse word. And it's just so insane that magic is. That's the M word. That much of a taboo in their house see like if you want to pick a word that starts with m that sounds racist it'd be muggle for sure but magic yeah. sure yeah. i mean that i think you could come up with a lot of worse m words <laughs> <laughs> true but that is the m word magic that's yeah Oof. and and i just love how over the top it is i absolutely love it yeah i think that's the first uh that's the first all caps we see in the book yep so that's the worst birthday it's short. I think that's probably the only virtue of Harry's worst birthday is you that know, it's short. I'm surprised he hadn't had worse birthdays, to be honest. I think the part that makes it the worst is that for once he had people he thought cared about oh, him. Oh, yeah. And the feeling he'd felt all summer of no one's talking to me yeah. has, it's been months and nothing loneliness is never felt more acutely than on someone's birthday i think or holidays those, those are the two worst times isn't that like 
doesn't the suicide rate go up on like christmas yes oh man it's like it, it's like people and and also just uh the elderly a lot of, a lot of the Aww. elderly die after christmas and new year's anyway so um yeah that's i i think that's that's part of what makes it his worst worst birthday is yeah he's lonely and he's felt something different from that and so it's more acute mm-hmm. um so then uh, we continue with his birthday in chapter two when we hear Dobby's warning. Look at this Dobby guy. That is not, the, the illustration is not how I pictured him. Yeah, when, no. For one, he has a, a cute little hat that he's holding. Yeah, he totally does. Does it? Yeah. And it doesn't mention that in the book, does it? No, it doesn't. Uh, but it does mention the pillowcase. I got that right. His eyes look very feminine. He looks very feminine. Just in general, his wrist, his uh, pointing his toe, he's very feminine. And yet his hair is just not great. So, like... Mm. So, uh, (laughs) tell us what this chapter is actually about, I suppose. Yes. So this one, slightly more happens. Uh, Dobby tells Mm -hmm. Harry not to go to Hogwarts. And Harry says no. (laughs) And and it turns out Dobby's just been, like, hanging out in his house for a while. In in, on and around his house. Yeah. And then uh, Dobby spills pudding on mrs mason and as a result of that harry's locked away that's what happens in this chapter <sighs> so we got um, some easy chapters to talk about this time around yeah <laughs> they're 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 real nice so what what's your impression of dobby my impression of dobby uh first of all the elephant in the room he's got to belong to the um oh what are they called just the the aryan family that he doesn't get along with um, the Aryan family that he doesn't. Where to bring race in? <laughs> it's just you know the 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 Draco Malfoys, the Malfoys. Okay, you think he's a Malfoy? He's got to be from escaping from the Malfoys. Like who else do we know that are just like a mean wizard family? I guess there's a lot of people we don't know yet. So yeah, do do you think it has to be someone we know already, or could it I, be the introduction of a new family? Oh, that could be. Hmm. Or could it be Voldemort? Well, then I guess I'll frame it this way. I, I think... Or Snape? My first impression was the Malfoys. I don't think Snape. I don't think Voldemort. I, I don't think we're going to get into those guys for a while. Um, I think once we get back to the school, we'll hear about those guys. But it, I don't know. For some reason, it, it just Malfoys stuck with me. When he mentioned like a mean wizard family that would never even like invite him to the table. That sounds like a Malfoy thing to me. But, so, this uh, house elf, he was so annoying, man. So annoying. I just wanted to, like, wring this guy's neck. Even though, like, he's sweet and he's trying to do something nice and it's super apparent. But at the same time, like, he just wouldn't read the room. He wouldn't listen to Harry. And I kind of just wished that Harry would command him and be like, look, little buddy, I'm kind of your master in this situation and I'm telling you to stop right now. And, like, I was kind of hoping that Harry would exercise some kind of power over him, but that would kind of ruin the whole mood of their interaction. And, yeah, and I think the the part that um, that is really important in here is how Dobby is so taken with how kind Harry is, mm-hmm. and, and Harry is so inviting, and... Yeah, Harry would have not gotten in trouble if he'd just gone all authoritarian on him. No, but, that's what Dobby expected. But 
I, I think it's it's pretty clear that Harry has a big effect on Dobby here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's it's touching. I love his line about um, about I heard of your greatness, but never of your goodness. I liked that. And yeah, that which, was nice. Uh, I, I, I sort of wonder where he heard that. Where, like who's talking about his greatness or is he reading the paper or is he like out in the hmm. world and just hearing and just no one knows him personally and so they don't know this there's, goodness there's a house or, elf underground they all talk or or that yeah, yeah i don't know i'm just sort of interested how how did he hear that is it whatever is he the malfoys and like draco's like obsessed with <laughs> talking about <laughs> harry i don't know uh, <laughs> how do i get as great as harry he says to the mirror like uh, he just does so many great things. My hair's better, though. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that was... I liked that line a lot. And when mm. I read that, I'm like, that's sweet. It's really touching. Yeah. And it's really... I see it. Like, like there, there's a sweet Harry that we saw in the beginning of, of Sorcerer's Stone that kind of went away for obnoxious 11-year-old kid. Yeah, and yeah. he was less sweet the longer that book got and now we've sort of seen a return to that and i wonder if part of that is um he's just deprived of people who care about him yeah and here's someone who clearly cares about him even though he's insane yeah but (laughs) (laughs) he's a crazy little house elf uh i okay one thing i also really liked that he uh he gave a big shout out to hermione He's like, no, 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 I'm not the greatest wizard. He's like, Hermione did a lot of it. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. She even solved this riddle that none of you people who watched <laughs> only the movie would even know. You probably didn't hear about that. But... Mm-hmm. By the way, I feel like I like undersold my reaction to the riddle when we talked about it in the movie. And I'm like, ah, it's not a big deal. It helped the flow. But I feel like that's like... You regret it now? Well, it's just like walking around a landmine. Like the more I read and the more I look into stuff, like it... People are really, really upset that that was taken out, and you're really upset that I, it was taken that's out. That's probably my my yeah. I mean, we talked about it then. That was my worst cut. I yeah. Think. So it's just like if man. everything else could go, things that used to tick me off, mm-hmm. totally fine. But that's one that I'm like, nope, I needed that. Yeah. And you took it from me. How dare you, Chris Columbus? How dare you? <laughs> so uh, it was nice to see Hermione get a shout out when when Dobby tried to call him the greatest wizard. Because it's it felt it, it felt earned. It yeah it it shows one that that uh, it shows Harry's modesty and it also like it shows how much he respects his friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's sort of a, a a double whammy there of character that we get to see. So do you feel that Dobby understood the whole situation that was happening with the dinner party and Harry needs to be quiet, or because I mean he knew enough that if if he ruined the pudding then he would get Harry in trouble. But, like, how much do you think he had connected those dots? I think Dobby could have done anything, and mm. Harry would have gotten in trouble. Because, like, yes, doing doing something publicly, that mm-hmm. that has extra weight to it. But I think clearly we, we see the stack of letters that Dobby has stolen. I think he's been camping out at that house. Yeah. Intercepting every single owl that appears. Which, come on, owls. That's I mean, but that's, like... There's no set mail time for owls. That's true. like, yeah. what kind of alert does he have on that house to like let him know? Oh, I need to go and intercept an owl right now, hmm. and like, what does that take? So he's there a lot, 
yeah. do, doing just that. And he probably heard something. I mean, there was not a secret how important this meeting was. So maybe that's why it happens when it does. Hmm. But I think more so, it's, I mean, it's July 31st. And you have a month. He has a month. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, has he got, I don't think he's gotten his letter with like no, school books or no, anything. So like he, he's got to be getting ready to like go to Diagon Alley and get his next set of books and stuff like that. So it's, the time is starting when he needs to get ready to go. So I think that's hmm. why it's happening when it's happening. I think Dobby could have t- pulled any kind of hijinks around the Dursleys. And and that would have been enough to infuriate yeah. them to... I mean, Harry faked did magic. Fa- Harry said yeah, that's true. the that's M true. word. <laughs> like, and, and Dudley like fell off his chair. And it all, it all it took was actual magic happening and then a letter from the ministry warning him. Which, <sighs> that's what you wanted to talk about. But yeah. like, I think... He could have done anything. Yeah. And the ministry would have confused that. They sent an owl into his house. The ministry, like, wow, that is bold. It's Well, in the, the Mafalda Hopkirk, um, her, mm-hmm. her letter that's all stern, stern, stern. Oh, yeah, yeah. Enjoy your holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I can almost picture this character. <laughs> Lovely uh, signature. A little jealous. It is. Somebody had fun with that. So, Ministry of Magic, uh, so, okay, so first of all, Dobby makes enough noise that the Masons catch on, blah, 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 they have to explain it away, and then Dobby actually gets out. Do you think that they saw Dobby? I d- no one saw Dobby, right? No. Even though he is running around. I think, I mean, I think the Dursleys totally could have, and it would not have mattered, but we would have heard about it. Like, yeah. you're bringing things into yeah. our house? Like, That's no, true. that that would have been a rant all its own. Hmm. I'm kind of led to wonder how powerful of magic house elves have i mean a hover spell isn't crazy they learn that on the first day of school leviosa yeah so it's a very very base level spell but he also doesn't use a wand and like there's some there's some innate magic uh for house elves um i think i remember i guess i'll just go ahead and spoil this when it comes to house elves i think harry gives him clothes and that sets him free isn't that a thing with house elves? I guess we'll read, but I Maybe. think I think that's what's going to happen is Harry's going to set him free by giving him clothes, and he's like, oh, I have my own clothes. Sorry to spoil the next couple chapters, but uh, I, I think that's what happens. I think it's 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 interesting to know what you think is coming. Yeah, uh, but I do think that house gnomes are probably the ones that steal your extra socks. House elves? Yeah. Isn't that what he is, a house elf? Yeah. Yeah, they're the ones that you can never find that other sock. <laughs> they, like, hang out in dryers and stuff, and they just kind of take your extra socks. I, I mean, that pillowcase, they were probably looking for that pillowcase for ages. Interesting. Yeah. I like this theory. Yeah, yeah. Because they're just real annoying. I have a house elf under this theory. <laughs> I have one. I've been looking for that sock for ages. We're on Earth. I have the other... I, where do you... Where Dobby? Do you socks off. So, uh. house elf setting it up. Oh, the poor Masons. Oh, that'd be so scary, man, to have the big crashing of the the stuff and then the owl flying in and then she called them lunatics and... It's... 
Okay, so so one thing that okay. I wanted to mention is just a little thing, but I just can't believe it. So the mm. Dursleys live in this nice house. They mm. take a lot of pride in their house, clearly. Mm. How is it that in the first chapter, a hoot from an owl wakes someone up in the other room? And then when Harry's upstairs and talking to Dobby, he can hear knives on plates downstairs. Yeah. Is their house made of paper? <laughs> like, Is there just no insulation in Britain because the temperature range is just way smaller? I mean... I remember there They're, being thin walls in my flat in Scotland, but it's not that bad. Like, I can't hear knives in the kitchen hmm. through closed doors. Maybe it's the vents. I don't know. I don't, it was know. like, I, I, I have a really hard time believing this. And, you know, if you're a UK listener and you're like, no, man, like, paper thin walls. <laughs> I, I want to know. Because... Probably every house built, you know, within a certain time period. Yeah. or, or... I hope modern houses are like that. It's just weird that, mm. and and I think that's a major part of the problem. Maybe that's why the Dursleys are on edge. They just <laughs> they can never feel everything. alone. <laughs> like you know what Harry needs to do? Just give him a give him a few nights. You know, like, him and Dudley they just go to that crazy lady's house who broke her leg and or just some noise canceling headphones. Even there like, you go. Yeah, make that the thirty third present on. Yeah, Dudley's why birthday. not? Yeah. <sighs> So, um, what is this, uh, so I don't think this plan's gonna work. I think Harry's gonna go to Hogwarts. Um, I think that he's gonna read all the letters, and that's gonna make him miss it even more, so of course he's gonna want to go back. Um. Yeah, why did, did he take the letters from Dobby, or did Dobby give them to him? Did he get the letters at all? He did. I promise we read this, guys. It's, it was... Hmm. While you look that up, I do want to mention um, we ruled out a few people that aren't attacking Harry. And, like, Harry asked Dobby, oh, is this person going to attack me? Is this person going to attack me? Right. And Dobby specifically said, nah, it's not Voldemort. Nah, it's not... Um, yeah, who who's who's up to hijinks? Who is behind the terrible things? Um, because he, he warns of a plot to make terrible things happen. Quote. Quote. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like we probably haven't met him yet. It's not Hagrid. It's not Draco. I mean, like I said, right, you know, from the back of the book, it's it's not any of those fake ones that they set up. Could maybe be the teacher. Could maybe be the ghost. Um, I don't know. It's a little M- too maybe early Maybe be to the teacher? Which teacher? The new one. Oh, the new one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I doubt it's Snape, even though he's the bad guy. Um, I don't know. It was In my mind, it was interesting that Rowling decided, um, I'm going to tell them right now it's not Voldemort. And I, I kind of wonder what the thinking was behind that. Is it is it to throw us off to where we're like, ah, oh, it's not Voldemort. It's just someone who's working for Voldemort, which that doesn't count. Like, I'm curious to see what she does with this, if this is, you know, a fake out or not. I don't think Harry gets the letters, by the way. I totally thought he did. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember Harry actually. He saw the letters because he saw the handwriting. He saw Hermione's. He saw Ron's. But I don't remember him actually getting them. Totally thought he got them. That was hmm. that was a. Oops. So, um, yeah, I think it's an interesting an, an interesting tactic to say it's not Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Um, did and it was was there someone else? Was it Snape? Who um, mentioned? Let's see. No, he just says uh, this hasn't got anything to do with Vold. Uh, I mean. You know, he who must, he who not, must be not be named. named. And he said no. <laughs> so that's it. 
That's it. Yeah. And then dinner's ruined. Harry's sent to his room. There's bars over the window, which is barbaric. Mind the pun. Uh, That's terrible. It is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And then right as Harry's like giving up hope, worst weekend ever, he sees Ron Weasley poking his little nose in the window, presumably flying on a broomstick. I don't know. (sighs) Do you think it's really Ron? Do I think it's really Ron? What? Uh, Is it pot? I mean, weird things have happened this night. It could be anything. I mean, he does have two twin brothers that are also redheads around the same age. So um, he knows Fred and George. Yeah, but he's not. He's not expecting to see it. Yeah, of course it's Ron. Yeah, it's totally Ron. Hundred percent Ron. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I think it's Ron. I think Ron's gonna try and bust him out of there, being like, "Hey, man, we sent you a whole bunch of stuff. Why haven't you gotten back to us? We were worried about you." Uh. I don't know. I, I'm not going to go too far into it. We'll talk about it the next chapter, I'm sure. Yeah, but, well, but, I, I kind of want to know what you think happens next. Um, he gets them out. What do they do? Well, like you said, there's a bit of a time crunch. They have a month. Uh, so if there was a letter from Hogwarts there, he, they might need to like make up time. Uh, so he'll probably break him out of the house, get him either to Diagon Alley or straight to Hogwarts. I don't know why he'd do that. Um unless they just can order all of Harry's stuff in to Hogwarts and skip Diagon Alley. I don't know. We might skip Diagon Alley completely because we already know it's there. Um, though I think they're at some point they're going to reveal the new Nimbus. I don't know how, but I just feel like they're going to do that every single book. We're going to see another little kid. Oh, look, the Nimbus 3000. It's like the next iPhone. <laughs> People are going to be lined up for it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how we're going to see that if we don't go to Diagon Alley. But at the same time, like, do we really need to go to Diagon Alley? I just like it if Ron's like, all right, we're going to Hogwarts. And they go to Hogwarts. I don't know how, but um, they go to Hogwarts. And uh, they're like, oh, cool. All your stuff's there. Let's get our Hogwarts on. And then Hogwarts. So that's kind of my guess, just because I don't see where else they'd go. I don't think they're going to go back to Ron's house. That would add all sorts of weird dynamics. Why not? Uh, there's just a lot there. I don't think we're going to like really get to know Ron's family yet. Maybe we will. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right to me. I feel like we still have like a little bit more to cover before we really get into Ron's family. Um, but who knows? The hard part is there's a summer between every single year of Hogwarts. So it's like, well, no, we're not going to do that this year. How do you cover new ground every time? Yeah. And, like, if they do talk about it every time, or even just, like, the first four times, like, they're going to need to do something in each one of those summers. So maybe they do it this time around that they meet Ron's family. I kind of think they just go straight to Hogwarts. But I don't know. We'll see. So what what do you think would happen if if Ron hadn't, shown up like harry's sitting there wondering like are they gonna send some for someone for me like are they gonna notice like I the dursleys are intent on not letting him go back to hogwarts i think they would have sent hagrid back and hagrid knocks down the door and he's like where is he <laughs> <laughs> and harry's like hey and he's like come on <laughs> and then There's- they go I, I think it'd be that simple. And he'd yeah. have a, another birthday cake for Harry. Do you think they'd do that for every student? Or do you think that would just be special uh, Harry circumstances? I think that for most normal students, they would just send a scout. They'd, they'd get some intel from some owls. Maybe maybe they'd send 
a, one of their new professors or something like that to do some. Think owls gather intel. Yeah, why not? How do they communicate it? Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> you said chap. You said book seven. <laughs> I don't know how they communicate it. I don't know. I, I think um, for, I mean, there's not that many students, right? So say maybe like five students went rogue any given time of year. I think McGonagall would probably either spy as an animal or they do some kind of magical spell to spy on the house. I, I don't think walls or anything like that can stop wizards. I, I think they can probably figure out where people are um, somehow. They have a pretty good intel network, for sure. So I, I think that they would track down most students and just do some basic recon. But I think Harry would get the Hagrid treatment, for sure. They know it works. Yeah, I wonder if their treatment's different for um, for muggle families versus wizard families. And yeah. like, it, I mean, it has to be. Like, the hard part is it's so just situational. And like, I... I, I still think that they probably set up every muggle born with an actual person who's kind of like a guidance counselor and mm-hmm, Hagrid mm-hmm. kind of took that role for Harry yeah, of I like so. we're gonna we're gonna shepherd you through we're gonna take you through Diagon Alley we're gonna make sure you can get to all the places that you need to get to and that you know where those places are and Hagrid's just really bad at that <laughs> and um and and so those people are sort of in charge of okay your your student didn't show up. Like, yeah, yeah. Do they have a hostile home environment? Do they, or are they for- forgetful? Or, like, what might be going on there? Or are they, do the parents not value it? Or does a kid not value it and they've decided to drop out? Yeah, but yeah. But they don't have an owl, so they don't know how to communicate that. Kind to of all us. the traditional school problems. Yeah. Really. Uh, like, how, how do private, I mean, but it's a private school situation. Yeah. So, how do private schools deal with enrolled students who don't show up? I have no idea. But. And at the same time, like, if a student doesn't show up, if you just have a young, partly trained wizard going around, that's kind of a liability. Oh, yeah. The, really? I'm sure the ministry also so, has plays yeah. a major part in reining those kids in. Yeah, so I think the ministry plays the role of the state, where it's like, okay, well, you guys try and get the students rounded up, but if you have a student go rogue, we're, we're going to send some people, and we're going to figure this out. It's like, that's fine if they don't want to go to your private school, but, like, we still got to make sure they're in school. Exactly. <laughs> like... Yeah. So uh, I think there's definitely a, a system for it. it. It's weird because I usually, you know, I watch Star Trek, sorry, Star Wars, whoa, episode one and two and three, and I'm just like, oh, all these boardroom discussions where you just see how everything's working and you hear all this stupid exposition. I kind of would like that in Harry Potter. I'd, I'd kind of like a little glimpse into the teacher's lounge of Hogwarts. Oh, I would love that. I, yeah. I think yeah. that'd be great. It, do we not get a glimpse inside the teacher's lens of Hogwarts? I uh, I will say this. Um, so I recently read uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Okay, yes. Uh, and I am a firm believer of that should have spent way more time on the fringe characters that mm. we don't get to know as well in the books. And like all the people who we know and we love, but we just don't know a lot about their lives. Hmm. What are they like now? Or what are they like in whatever situation? It even could have been concurrent with the books. Hmm. And just broaden the universe that I know. So that's kind of one of Rowling's downfalls. I think this is a little bit of a rabbit hole, but um, (laughs) I I think that... uh, 
it's really hard to have a Harry Potter play without really leaning on Harry Potter. Yeah, and yeah. I and I think she she had two co-writers who were screen who were uh, playwrights, and I think that they maybe influenced some of that. And like you, if if you're gonna have a Harry Potter play, you gotta have a Harry Potter like as Harry Potter to like, Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, for a, a lot of it, that mm. would be good. And so all the parts that have new characters and all the parts that have side characters that we know are fantastic but i just think that there was just way too much time hmm. on the trio that we already know so well okay personally that's, that's good to know um so i'm ready to move on to favorite quotes yeah let's do it what you got okay my favorite quote is uh it's on page 13 mm-hmm. and it's right when Harry meets Dobby and and he has we have he wanted to ask what are you <laughs> but thought it would sound too rude so instead he said who are you <laughs> and I just love it's kind of prim and proper and considerate and sweet yeah. but also like I totally feel you man like what is what what is on my bed yeah yeah <laughs> like, what are you <laughs> So that's my favorite quote. That's funny. I like that. Uh, mine would be, let's see, did I say page 17? <clears throat> yeah, so Harry is grilling Dobby about, like, who's after him. And he's like, is it is it Voldemort? I mean, he who must not be named? And Dobby nods. He's like, no, no, no. And Harry's like, he hasn't got a brother, has he? <laughs> I totally glanced over that. I'm like, oh, that is funny. Like, oh, God, there's not another one. This is Dobby shook his head, eyes wider than ever. (laughs) Dobby's like, no, 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 hasn't got a brother. Oh, that's funny. Sort of like, ah, yeah, my mom's got a cousin. He's an accountant. We don't talk about him much. I think it'd be great if Harry is right, where he's like, he hasn't got a brother, has he? And Dobby's like, how did you know? Like, oh, my gosh, yeah. I wasn't expecting I wasn't you. supposed to tell you, but, like, you guessed. You, so like, guessed like, it you know, spot on, man. It's yeah. like... Oh, that's funny. So, definitely my favorite quote. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot to... There's a lot to see in the next one. Um, what's the name of the next chapter? The next chapter oh, is The Burrow. The Burrow. Are we going to talk about Hufflepuffs? Are, are, you, are you excited? Are you a badger and you're excited? I'm super excited. Uh, but that'll have to wait till next episode. Yeah. So thank you so much uh, for reading this book with me. I'm super excited for season two. Me too. So um, if uh, you, our listeners, uh, are enjoying listening to us, uh, please review us on iTunes mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or on any of the other Google Play or or, oh, we're on Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. Uh-huh. Do they do reviews? I don't know. I don't know. If they do, find go, us on go Overcast. Recommend us. All that. All, all the good stuff. <laughs> um, you can talk to us. We're at Wordstruck Pod on Twitter. We are also mm-hmm. Wordstruck Podcast at Gmail dot com. And we have also a Facebook page. We're on what? Facebook. Thanks, Alyssa. Yay. It's it was too long coming. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we're there now. I promise. Um, and uh, I'm on Twitter at Clark Hodges. And I'm at Alyssa Small on Twitter. So, uh, yep, we're there. Find us. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to know what you're reading. Mm -hmm. And if you're reading along with us, what you think. 
Um, and how long uh, do you think it'll take until Hedwig shoots lightning? Yeah, that's what we want to hear. That's what we want to know. That's what we want to know. How long before <laughs> Hedwig shoots lightning? Awesome. I'm book, still saying book three. Book three? Okay. <laughs> I'm still sticking with uh, book seven, did I say? That's what you said. Okay. Well, you, you, you just looked like you were about to back down from it. No, so. no. Book seven. That's great. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Have a good one, Alyssa. <laughs> Bye.